got the bird flu. I'm tired of selling packs. I think I need a bird or two. What's going on, everybody? It is Jason Jaybird Goldstein here for another episode of The Bird's Eye View. Getting an episode out before I leave for a trip to Miami tomorrow. And we have an amazing, yet another amazing weekend of football to recap. Like, if we're being honest, Wild Card Weekend kind of sucked. Uh, the best game that come out of that were the Niners games and the Bengals games. And none of those games were even close throughout. Uh, they didn't get close to the end. I mean, the best thing that came out of Wild Card Weekend was memeing on the Dallas Cowboys. That was, I mean, that's always great. Uh, but other than that, uh, Wild Card Weekend was not very good. We got treated that hell of a divisional round. I mean, last week, and I think everybody, uh, everybody I've talked to has said that was the best divisional round they've ever seen. Uh, probably just one of the best like weekends of football they've ever seen. Uh, and the conference championships. Uh, I mean, they didn't. They weren't as good of games. But these games certainly did not disappoint. Two amazing comebacks from the Bengals and the Rams. I mean, that's our Super Bowl. Not many people would have said before the season, Bengals, Rams. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have. Not a lot of people, I'm sure, would have had the Rams in the Super Bowl simply because of Sean McVay and the addition of Stafford. You know, a lot of people, they were the favorite to win the NFC West, which they did. Uh, and a lot of people, myself included, the biggest knock on Stafford was Am I going to choose him over Brady, given both their playoff resumes? And obviously that changed when the two of them met. Uh, Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. You know, Brady was towards the end of his career. We'll talk about that a little later. And Matt Stafford was uh, rising, had all his guys. There was no there was no Godwin. There was no Antonio Brown. Multiple linemen out for the Bucks. Rams win. And, yeah. Here we are. I mean, the Bengals, nobody, nobody expected that coming. And the first game we're going to talk about, we'll talk about that Bengals-Chiefs game. I mean, that was just incredible. The Bengals, the Bengals are Ohio's team. And look, most of my good friends are Browns fans, and they're going to be pissed off me for saying it. But at the end of the day, it's true. The, the Ohio belongs to Cincinnati. You know, it's not just this year. You know, the, the last a decade or so, the Bengals and Browns both kind of sucked. I mean, the Browns were atrocious. At least the Bengals had been making the playoffs, even if they were making the playoffs and not even winning a game any, any of those years, simply, you know, another choke. But that's them. They finally, you know, got over their demons. That 30-year 30 30-year 30 monkey of not winning a playoff game. Won one playoff game, won two, won three, and they're in there. Sorry, sorry boys, Vinny, Corbin, Mike, but the Bengals are Ohio's team right now. Yeah, the Browns, you know, you can claim, oh, oh yeah, we're Ohio's team. You guys have had one one playoff appearance since 2009, or even, oh, 2007 was the last time they made the playoffs before this, I believe. Like, I might even, that might not even be accurate. I could completely be wrong on that. I thought so. Uh, but anyways, Bengals, they're Ohio's team. Burrow is that dude. And like, look, I love Joe Burrow, and he's, he's sick. Like, he is that dude. He's just... Has so much confidence, you know. Can walk, says whatever he wants, does whatever he wants, smokes that cigar, and he's just incredible. And it's crazy because this was a guy who, you know, not many people were that were incredibly high on him coming in his senior year. You know, uh, Ohio State obviously he was good. And the one, one thing I want to give it up, I hate when everyone says, "Oh my God, I can't believe Urban Meyer really chose Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow." Oh my, that should that should just be all you need. To, 
to know to evaluate his t- that should be all you need to know about Urban Meyer as a talent evaluator. Like, that's literally the laziest take, and I just people who don't watch college football are simply going to say that because obviously Haskins that season had 50 touchdowns while Burrow was just okay. Burrow didn't become the guy he was until 2018. Uh, excuse me, until 2019. You know, by then Ohio State had Haskins, who just has the Ohio State's all-time single-season touchdown record, and yeah, Justin Fields and now Stroud. So obviously Burrow was great. Uh, you know, but it's, you know, Ohio State, like, it's a lazy take. And, like, I'll be honest, I'll have fun with it, and I'll say, yeah, Burrow's a Buckeye. And I'll be honest, I, I, I will troll people, and I'll say, yep, Burrow's a Buckeye, and have fun with it. But at the end of the day, you can't actually be claiming, oh, yeah, oh, an Ohio State quarterback is in the Super Bowl. Like, no, Burrow's not an Ohio State quarterback. He was developed at Ohio State, and I'll give him credit for that. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, no. Burrow became the guy he was at LSU, uh, became a superstar at LSU his senior year, uh, and for that reason, like he's he's LSU first. Don't worry, Ohio State's a part of him, and you know I'm always I love Joe Burrow simply because he's just a great quarterback to watch. But Ohio State fans cannot be claiming that oh my God, Ohio State quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Just stop with that narrative. Like, we, we have plenty of other reasons to celebrate guys being that Super Bowl. Like, Sam Hubbard made some big plays. The two big sacks on Mahomes that limited the Kansas City to just a field goal. Von Bell with the interception. Uh, and even Eli Apple, who's been under a lot of scrutiny. He made that tackle that stopped Tyreek Hill. And, you know, Eli Apple was getting burned all game long. You know, been talking all this shit, acting like he's a top cornerback in the league. Talk, you know, going at Giants fans, going at Saints fans on Twitter. Hell, even Bengals fans. I, I was at a Bengals bar, and Bengals fans were not liking Eli Apple, saying you know, that he sucks and talks all this crap. Hell, he nearly dropped the game. He dropped the game-winning touchdown. Would have had an easy six points, and he dropped it. You know, if he takes that, he can shut everybody up. But the Buckeyes, they came through and won the Bengals that game. And, of course, Joe Burrow did because Joe Burrow is just that dude, him and Jamar Chase. I mean, there's people out there who really think, somewhere out there, there are, there are fans out there who still th- who thought, Sewell, they, how do they not take Sewell? And I said, you know, you know, maybe Sewell is a good pick there. But, the end, Joe Burrow wanted Jamar Chase. And, like, I mean, how many times did I say it? All throughout the pre-draft process, all th- you know, after the draft, Throughout the season, I just wanted Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase bat together because a college duo bat together like that is so sick. When do you ever see that in the NFL? And just, yeah, man, like, congratulations. I, I'm mad at myself, though. Like, I was at a Bengals bar for this game, went out for it, you know, and it was exciting. So much energy there. And then the game starts. Kansas City starts running away with it. I leave at halftime. You know, I don't think the Bengals are going to come back. Kansas City is just completely toying with them, dominating. Uh, I can't really see the game, so I also want to get a better view. You know, watching at a bar is fun and all with the craziness. But, you know, when you're at home, you get to watch the game and actually see it. Uh, obviously, the Bengals come back. I miss that. I was kind of upset at myself for leaving early and missing the whole excitement because I imagine that place was probably crazy. So upset about upset about missing that for sure, but hey, like Cincinnati, man, we're just wow. The Bengals, just a franchise for who has not won a playoff game in thirty years, is now in the Super Bowl, all led by a second-year quarterback in Joe Burrow. 
You know, this was a team, you know, last, I mean, Zach Taylor in his first season took over. The Bengals won two games. Drafted Joe Burrow. They won six games last year. Taylor was one of the coaches on the hottest seat coming into the season. And hell, had the Bengals not made the playoffs, even with the season they had, you know, if they didn't finish down the stretch, Taylor might be gone. But no, he's been there. The Bengals' offense, despite not having an offensive line, has just been tremendous with Joe Burrow, with Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, who stepped in and had a big game. I mean, Tyler Boyd, one of the most underrated number three wide receivers in football. This Bengals team is loaded. For them, early in the game, C.J. Uzmada goes down with injury. Key loss for them. One of the Their tight end was really one of Joe Burrow's favorite targets, especially in the red zone. And now he has just, like the Bengals, I just can't believe that. I still can't believe the Bengals have won that game. Just, just that's, wow. And they were down 21-3. to It's And like Kansas City was on fire, not missing anything. You know, the Bengals, the, you know, it was Chris Jones. This is like, this is Kansas City. They, they don't blow leads. This is Pat Mahomes. This is in Arrowhead. But for the second, you know, it was an 11-point game when they met last time, an 11-point game this time at the half, and the Bengals come back. Uh, just a great, great defensive performance in the second half. Former New York Giant, a guy who I liked a lot, but Dave Gettleman refused to re-sign. B.J. Hill came up with, some, with a huge, huge interception, and that interception was what really, really made this game shift. Uh, that was when it was an eight-point game. Bengals hit the ball in great field position, and sure enough, they tied it up. I mean, it was it, it it was awesome to watch. It really was. I just I can't. I still am mad at myself for leaving the Bengals bar just because I thought that game was over. I really did. But now Joey B, Joe Burrow, Joe Shisey, the King of Louisiana, Mister Cigars, the quarterback of Ohio's team, is in the Super Bowl in just his second year. I mean that's inc- I mean this kid has straight moxie. It's incredible. It's truly incredible. Just. Where the Bengals were, I know I've talked about this, but where the Bengals were, and just eight wins in his first two years for Zach Taylor, excuse me, six wins in his first two years for Zach Taylor, they won four games last season, to just, to being in the Super Bowl, incredible, and people can say, oh yeah, you know, it falls all luck, for them, the, the, the Bengals almost got screwed by the refs consistently, the refs didn't call it two pass interferences when the Bengals had to settle for three on their first possession, and then... Multiple holding calls were missed, but it didn't matter. And Evan McPherson, he is three le- he is three hammer legs right there, and he's just a fantastic kicker. Like, I mean, this kid, that's why you draft a kicker. He's been fantastic for the Bengals, and another game-winning kick, another overtime win. It became five straight games to end on walk-off kicks. Truly incredible. Just what a special, what a special moment for the city of Cincinnati. Can't say for the state of Ohio because you have all those angry Browns fans, but Cincinnati, congratulations. You're in the Super Bowl. Like, party like it's 1986, man, because that was the last time they made it. They could have been before then. And for the, and now we'll move on. Before that, actually, Kansas City, just a, I guess a great season for them. I st- someone tweeted saying, oh, yeah, this team overcame a lot, blah, blah, blah. They were the favorites to win the AFC. They didn't overcome shit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe their team struggled a little bit, but they got their act together. No, th- this was a disappointing season for them. They had, that, they had that start where they just couldn't be any good teams. 
I mean, look at Kansas City. The Bengals, they lost to twice. They lost to Buffalo in the regular season. They lost to Tennessee in the regular season. They lost, uh, they lost to... All right, well, they beat Green Bay, but that was Jordan Love. Like, they beat just two playoff teams in the regular season. All right, three if you include the Steelers. But uh, I guess they weren't great against the better teams, the Chiefs, and that showed in the postseason. You know, when they were facing the better offenses, their defense really struggled, and no doubt they're going to have to go back to the drawing board, starting with that defense, which was, you know, awful to begin the season, great during that winning streak, and then went right back to playing awful at the end of the year. Uh, offense, Andy Reid's still there, Pat Mahomes is still there, Tyreek Hill's still there. That offense is just is going to be just fine. But other than that, like, offense will be fine. Defense has its issues. You know, they have that contract with Mahomes. I mean, they'll be right back here, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's the AFC Championship, whether it's being the one seed and being one and done. They're going to be they'll, – they'll be back here, no doubt, Kansas City. And I'm moving on to the NFC. Something you thought you would never hear, you know, to, even a year ago. Matt Stafford is the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Okay, maybe that dream started to become a little bit of a not-such-a-pipe-dream statement once Matt Stafford went to, uh, went to uh, L.A., but through all those years in Detroit, like, no one ever thought Stafford would be in a Super Bowl, and everyone thought he was going to be a guy who put up good numbers, but his career just withered away with the Detroit Lions. And, I mean, look, there's – you can't find me one guy. You cannot find one quarterback. There's not one quarterback in this league who deserves this more than Matthew Stafford. I mean, years, years he suffered in Detroit. This isn't just going uh, bad. This isn't just, you know, being on a team that never made a Super Bowl, a team that, you know, didn't make the playoffs that much. This is Detroit. This is one of the most long-suffering franchises in the NFL, and he was there for years through, you know, multiple coaches, years and years of offensive coordinator change, new general managers, whole new regimes. You know, Calvin Johnson, one of the best wide receivers of all time, retiring early because he didn't like the franchise. You know, Stafford staying there. You know, some guys, you know, guys in the Dominican Sioux leaving, and yet Stafford stuck through it all, stayed in Detroit, never once complained. And you know, finally, he goes to a good team. He goes to he goes to play with one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the NFL. And Matt Stafford has won the NFC. There's not one quarterback in football who deserves this more. Not one. Yeah, he was like, oh, what about Aaron Rodgers? He won a Super Bowl and he's choked. You know, he's been there. Matt Ryan, yo, what about Atlanta the twenty to three? Matt Ryan's still been the Super Bowl. He's won playoff games. Pretty much every other quarterback in this league is young, and, you know, Joe Burrow doesn't deserve this just yet. I mean, it's awesome. I want to see Burrow win. I, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Bang. I am rooting for the Bengals. Don't get me wrong. I am pulling for Cincinnati because I love Burrow and I love Chase, but no one deserves it more than Matt Stafford. And just credit to him, credit to Sean McVay. The Niners have had their number really the last three seasons, and the game starts off. Niners get it, you know, Rams strike first, Niners strike back. But for the most part, the Rams, the draw pass by Cooper Cup, uh, the draw pass by, I don't even know who this guy was, some, like, made-up guy, and they're, you know, the miscues. They're giving the Niners easy opportunities. You know, dumb challenges by Sean McVay in the fourth quarter, and the 49ers are up 17-7. to Feels like they're going to win this game, considering the way they've handled L.A., considering the way, you know, they play. 
But we forgot. This is Kyle Shanahan in the postseason with the lead. And sure enough, they blow it. Matt Stafford leads a Rams comeback. Jimmy G with that crazy wild throw at the end. And the Rams, they hold on. It's the second time in four years they go to a Super Bowl. And it's a testament to Sean McVay. And, you know, Bill Belichick, I will always say, is the best coach in the NFL simply because of six Super Bowl rings and his legacy. But Sean McVay is right there with him. He's by far the best offensive mind in the NFL. I mean, Sean McVay took Jared Goff, went to the Super Bowl, Jared Goff is his freaking quarterback. And now here he is with Matt Stafford, a quarterback who fits his system, had the best season of his career this past season, and just was an electric force. Him and Coop, turning Cooper Cup into the NFL's top receiver, winning the NFL Triple Crown. Now Cooper Cup was always great slot receiver, reliable hands, wouldn't drop the ball, but was never this guy who's going to do everything for the offense. Odo Beckham Jr. Now, some Giant fans don't like him, but I'm a former Giant fan who loves Odell. During some of the dark ages, he was the thing that made this team very exciting, made them watchable, made them fun. So yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him that he's finally in the Super Bowl, especially being with friends who are all Browns fans who all they do is bash him and can't stand him. And look, you know, I understand their point of view. Yeah, I'd probably be the same way if I was in their shoes. But to see him now in L.A., happy, competing for a Super Bowl, contributing in the NFC Championship game, really happy for Odo Beckham Jr., man. I really am. I mean, that, that's two guys in the Rams. And look, I, again, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but that's two guys in the Rams I couldn't be happier for. Matt Stafford and Odell. You know, with Odell, just everything, having to be on those Giants teams that were god-awful, being, being the only bright spot. I mean, that was literally Odell and the Giants watchable. I don't see how any Giants fans out there could have any ill will towards Odell when he gave it his all every single week for the franchise. You know, Browns fans. I understand why you feel the way you do about Odell because of the way everything went uh, with him, but I'm happy for him. I hope he's competing for a Super Bowl. I hope he. I'm happy to see he's competing for a Super Bowl. You know, he's a great player. He had a great game in that NFC Championship, and you know he fits. He fits really well into that Rams offense, and you see now he's in an offense where he fits really well into, and he just is immediately looking looking a lot like the guy that we know Odell to be. Uh, it's going to be fun, though. So both these teams uh, well, both these teams are just uh, crazy stories. Franchise that have not won it in a year. Well, Bengals have never won it. Rams have not won it since 1999. Uh, just two quarterbacks. Like Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow. It's just an interesting quarterback matchup. Uh, I mean, in this game, first off, just what a comeback from the Rams. I mean, it wasn't as great as the Bengals. But to come back against that Niners defense... Uh, the way the Niners have been playing recently, that was a hell of a guts performance. Another late-game effort by Matt Stafford, especially with Matt Gay not being the best from field goal range. You know, I was a bit worried about him missing that at the end. Either way, Rams win, Bengals win. I won a shit ton of money with you know, my bets on those games. Incredible. like My best gambling day of all time. So, really happy about that. And here we are. We have a Bengals versus Rams Super Bowl. Like, I'm not going to do it. You know, I have my early prediction. not going to say it now. You know, I'm going to go back and forth. I'm, my, my early gut tells me Rams, actually. Uh, that's what my early gut tells me, that it's going to be the Rams. Although, again, I am pulling for the Bengals. Uh, what I will say is, like, this is one of those Super Bowls. I feel like, every, like both these teams are likable. You know, 
Cincinnati underdog team. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow, a cool quarterback. You know, team that won six games over two years. All of a sudden, being in the Super Bowl. You know, that no one really expected beginning of the season. Everyone's happy for that. But Matt Stafford, after everything he's been through. Uh, with the Lions, and a lot of people are happy for him. So really, this is one of those, like, I mean, I'm going to be angry if the team I bet on, who I don't know what that's going to be yet, loses. Uh, but, like, either way, you I, I, unless you're a fan of the, an NFC West team or an AFC North team, I don't think you can be too mad about the result of this game, uh, no matter who wins. That's like, you know, I get, you know, if you're an AFC North fan, I fully understand why the hell would you want the Bengals to win. If you're an NFC West fan, why the hell would you want the Rams to win? But, yeah. So, a report came out that Tom Brady is retiring. Uh, then it came out he might not be retiring, that they sh- that they broke it too early. Uh, what it seems to be is Tom Brady is probably going to retire. But what happened was, you know, Adam Schefter just reported it too early. Uh, and then, you know, <coughs> didn't want that to happen. The reports say, oh, he's not retired. Probably means he hasn't officially came out and said it, but... So at this point, it looks like Tom Brady's going to retire. Even if he hasn't officially said it yet, like, all the reports coming out, uh, are that Tom Brady's going to retire. I mean, look, until he says it, until Tom Brady comes out and says, I am going to retire... I am retiring, post an Instagram or whatever, I'm not going to believe it. Hell, I'm not going to believe that Tom Brady is going to retire until it's week one of the 2022 NFL season and he is not walking out of that tunnel for a team. That's why I'm actually going to believe that Tom Brady is retired. Like, you know, I laughed, I scoffed on the idea that he would actually retire after that game. And sure enough, I was shocked that that report came out that he's planning on it. You know, Even though the report says he's planning on it, he hasn't come out. Again, I'm waiting for him to actually come out and say something, for it to be week one uh, and Tom Brady to not come out of the tunnel to actually believe that he is retired. Uh, until then, like, I'm still going to take it as he's not retired just yet. So I'm not going to give my thoughts on Tom Brady and his career and his retirement just yet. I'm going to wait till that's officially official. And last time I talked about with the NFL, again, this is an all-NFL episode. We're going to get back to doing NBA college basketball when I'm back from my trip. Uh, Giants, obviously, so Friday, Giants hire Brian Dable officially, and so today was the press conference. First, I'm going to give my initial thoughts on the hiring, then I'll go into the press conference. First off, Dable was the guy I wanted from the beginning, so I honestly was pretty, I was pretty off the Joe Judge train pretty early in the season, seeing that, yeah, he's lost this team, he does not seem like he's a great coach, Uh, and I was actually thinking, okay, Dable's a guy I probably wanted since about October, so I'm thrilled. Thrilled that we got Dable. Look, you know, you can't come in and guarantee he's going to be a great NFL head coach. Now, the way I look at it, he was by far the best play caller available. I know he said in the press conference today, you don't know if he's going to call plays or not. Uh, But he's, you know, that makes him much more NFL's better offensive minds. Uh, Clearly, you know, they were not going to get a better offensive mind with any other coach they hired, in my opinion. You know, Brian Dable, he led that offense. You know, Sean McVay was a defensive coach. Brian Dable was that offensive coordinator. That was his offense that he ran to success in Buffalo. So after all these years of just putrid, unwatchable offense, I'm excited that we finally get, you know, an offensive-minded coach. I'm thrilled. Thrilled to see what Brian Dable brings to New York. It's a new era. It is a new era of Giants football. Joe Shane, Brian Dable leading this team. You know, today was the press conference, and there were just some takeaways I had. 
First thing, you have Joe Shane. Joe Shane was the one introducing Brian Dable, not John Marin, not Steve Tisch. So this already shows that the organization is actually going to be pretty keen on letting Brian Dable be the guy, I mean, on letting Joe Shane be the guy and make those decisions. Uh, they announced that he's peak, that he's keeping Patrick Graham as long as Patrick Graham doesn't get, get a head coaching position. And I'm fine with that. You know, Patrick Graham, obviously, you know, he was a great defensive coordinator in 2020. In 2021, even though the defense had one of the worst rankings in the NFL, you know, the, te- if you, the, eye, the eye test shows it wasn't as bad as it may have seen because they were consistently on the field due to the bad positions that the offense was putting them in. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have Graham back. I think if we can actually get talented pieces there, he can really give the Giants something well to work with. Uh, it's a great by Dable to actually have Patrick Graham staying, assuming he doesn't get a head coaching job. Uh, hopefully that, you know, with Dable running the show on offense or whoever running the show on offense, the defense not having to come on the field after three plays every single time will actually be able to be back to more of its 2024. Obviously, we have to see what that defense even looks like post-free agency, post-draft. But, I mean, man, Dable really just, he did a hell of a job. So, my biggest thing from Dable's press conference was, you know, he, and he said all the right things. You know, he wasn't Joe Judge who's, yeah, we're going to play some great football. We're going to bring toughness back to New York. And, you know, said all this exciting things, got people fired up. But he answered the questions right. You know, he wasn't in here guaranteeing, yeah, I'm going to turn this thing around. He acknowledged the fact that the Giants organization, you know, what they've been the last couple years has been hard. It's going to be, you know, some that they're going to have to work to turn around. So Dable really hit the nails on the press conference. Also, he's going to really... He's immediately, he's immediately getting started on going to work. This is by far the most excited I've been about the Giants hiring a head coach uh, since Tom Coughlin left. Uh, you know, McNacadoo was just whatever. Shermer, I was pretty excited, but, you know, I, I didn't really know how he's going to be. Joe Judge, I was not excited for when they initially hired him. Dable, really said about this hire. I, you know, just killed it in the, not, not killed it, but said all the right things in the presser. And I'm excited to see what he brings to this new era of Giants football. I really am just, hopefully he changes things. And, this, and the best thing about Dable, he said that he spoke to Daniel Jones and told Daniel Jones, I want you to bring me, a, a, you know, I have an assignment for you. Bring me your strengths. You know, everything from Duke. He wants everything that Daniel Jones believes he works well with. He wants Daniel Jones to come with that, that t- from Daniel Jones to see that, and start building around that. Just, you know, he has incredible football awareness, Dable, and I'm really excited for it. Plus, he drives a Ford F-150. Looks like Wilson Fist. Looks like Kingpin. Very very excited for the Dable era in New York. And that's about it for this episode. Again, I want to thank everybody who supported the podcast thus far. Remember, go follow the Bird's Eye View podcast on Instagram for all my latest episode releases. Go follow Jay Bird's Eye View for all my latest live reactions to all the breaking news and uh, live reactions to the games. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.